Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Or should I say, what's left of America? And we really have to push this back, ladies and gentlemen. we got to go. we got to make sure that we are uh, engaged. And <clears throat> you need, because this is digital, to share shows like this. Not just our show. We're not looking for ratings. But we're looking for assistance. And uh, by assistance, I mean, like on YouTube, I've got like 208,000 subscribers. Uh, we need to put that to work. We need to put this to work. Our ratings here are pretty good. So please share far and wide. Our problem right now is this. Half the country would probably vote for Trump. you got to figure 10% voter fraud. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, then you have half the country that doesn't know whether to pee or wind their watch. And we need to educate those people. And that's why we have an obligation to each other. I share shows. You know, if I see something on Tucker I like, or, you know, I've taken some of Doug's stuff, that Doug Thornton is coming on here in just a minute, and I've shared it. And I put it on my own network. In fact, I, we just did uh, a roundtable with Daniel Ott, Doug and I, and uh, I put that up on our TV because we really need to educate people. He reached his audience. We, we reached our audiences. And please, please, please do this because if we don't educate at least a quarter of the country that's ignorant, um, we're going to lose the country forever. We're coming up on last chance. And we may have passed that marker. I'm just not willing to throw in the towel yet. Newt Gingrich said it really well the other day. Uh, Newt Gingrich went on, uh, I forget who he was on, and I caught five minutes of his interview, and he said, this is our last chance. And I said, Newt, I don't always agree with you, but I do now. Anyway, welcome to the Doug and Dave Intel Report on the Common Sense Show. Doug Thornton will be joining us in just a minute, and we're going to be talking about uh, another act of intentional sabotage in Indiana. And We need to stop saying these are accidents because they're not. They are happening with too much rapidity. They have too many things in common, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, what I was told today by some of my best military sources on why they believe America cannot be occupied. Not unless you go to the bioweapons. And isn't it interesting that AI has been linked to a bioweapons plot to wipe out humanity? And that was the concern of a thousand people that signed a petition uh, that said we need to put a pause on AI, and they were concerned about what I just said. So we're in very interesting times. Hey, we're brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. Let us help you get the food at the least expensive price. Uh, I, I heard an ad today for a storable food company that just propped up. They go, we're number one in the world. No, they're not. MPS is. 
and MPS has stayed in business when most of them sold out to the government. Seriously. So uh, they abandoned ship for a short-term profit. MPS is in this to preserve America, and they uh, have good food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 2,000 calories per day, restaurant quality, and you get 25-year shelf life, a greatly reduced price. There are specials there that you'll see when you go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. And if you have food, you darn well better have water. And so we sell the Lexapure Pro Water Filter. It's number one in the industry. But the manufacturer, to keep the cost down, purposely underproduces. They do run out. Every time we start selling them again, they run out. And they're the best there is. They, too, have a sale. And when the grid goes down, you're going to have to scavenge water. That's right. You better have a damn good filter. So foodwithdave.com, waterwithdave.com. And I just want to say this, too. You know I've been selling Noble Gold for four years. And what I want to tell you very, very clearly is this. CBDC is on its way. And it could be here in late summer. Some people even say in July. I think that's early. But uh, you need to get outside the system. Outside the system is the way you do it. Save your retirement from the clutches of the banks that can steal it under Dodd-Frank. So go to Noble Gold. How do you get it? I'm going to send you a free information packet that describes everything they do, and then you can call the number on the packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Well, Doug, um, when you said uh, some time ago, we have a crisis every 12 hours, I think the crisis frequency is increasing. Well, I mean, there hasn't been a day where it's not been boring lately. You know, here's the interesting thing that I I think we all understand at this point. With all the trains derailing or exploding, all the different factories exploding, now we have this uh, recycling factory in Richmond, Indiana, that has exploded and it is spewing toxic chemicals into from a black cloud that can be seen 20 miles away. The common theme here is that it's not just that the these these um, complex parts of our of our industrial complex is under attack it's that toxic chemicals keep getting spilt into our water mm-hmm. areas where our animals are so that's our food our crops and our air and then that goes through the whole you know water cycle and then it's going to get rained back down on us you know, it's, uh, I wonder what America looks like four to five years from now after all this crap has happened. You know, because every couple of years, the EPA come out and say toxicity levels of water, soil, and air in this part of this country or this part of this country is now greater or less than however many years ago when they lasted the assessment. I wonder what it's going to look like now. Because there's no way that we're any better. There's no way at all. And, you know, besides just the explosions that are happening everywhere, you also have the chemtrailing. And we know there's all different types of nasty stuff that the that the Air Force owning the weather and the DOD um, and other these, you know, these elitists have put all this stuff in the air, the the aluminums, the bariums, uh, biological agents, uh, viral agents, you know, uh, fungi released in the air, spores, you know, all this weird stuff that's that's happening. And you people see it all the time, 
just above your heads almost every day you walk outside. There's no denying it. There's, that's not a contrail. It's a chemtrail. Say it for what it is. Um, they are poisoning us, weakening us. You know, many years ago at Fort Detrick, Maryland. Now, I talk about Fort Detrick, Maryland quite a bit because it's probably one of the most uh, inhumane, horrific places in America because of what they create there. And the chemical and biological weapons uh, laboratories that are there, they have created some of the stuff that gets dispersed from the air. It was Fort Detrick who came up with a brilliant idea of how to get rid of vegetation in Vietnam. Didn't go so well for the people of Vietnam or the animals. You're talking about Agent Orange? That's right. That's right, yeah. Yep, that was a pesticide. But that pesticide was a horrific accident, even though they knew, knew, they absolutely knew how dangerous it was to people. They still sprayed it on top of people and our own units. What do you think they're doing now over the skies? You know, I mean, I, that's, that's one of, that's been one of my crazy conspiracies that I don't think I talk about. I probably don't talk about because I, I'd hate to be labeled a crazy conspiracy theorist, even though, you know, uh, one of my best friends and, and partners is Dave Hodges, and that's all we get called sometimes. But I think it would be a hell of a thing to spread a deadly virus through the sky through chemtrailing and not tell anybody. Oh, yeah, this is the regular aluminum and barium and all this other crap that we put, you know, in, you know, to, uh, to fog up the sky, you know, for whatever reason we need to, you know, blot out the sun. But instead, it's actually, you know, whatever your next great disease is, mm-hmm. it's being rained down on top of you. Do you think they'd ever do that? COVID. I'm sure that's how COVID came in. Um, it came in. They, they, we know when you have a virus, the spread of the virus is not always predictable, and they needed to have the virus arrive at the right time, where they got to develop a case to change election practices that stole the 2020 election. So you had to have, I think, an immediate delivery agent at a particular date and time. And that's why I've always thought this is how it was delivered here. I've never heard a theory. Okay, it was released by the Chinese. Oh, it was a leak in the lab. No, it was the wet kitchen or whatever they wanted to call it. Okay, we've never heard how it got from there to here. Now, I know people say, well, Dave, you know it's air travel. Okay, then why isn't the government telling us this? And if that was the case, why didn't they shut down the air travel? And they didn't. Have have you or, or for the audience, have you ever heard of Operation Sea Spray? I don't think so. So you know this is kind of my wheelhouse. All right. Doug is very, very, very big into um, historical things that we've done in the government that are horrific. I, I have an entire, like, I don't know, bank, I guess you could say, of CIA, DIA, FBI, and mm-hmm. Pentagon files. I collect them. I, I'm a nerd about it. I collect them. I have no idea why. I find them fascinating, like the horrific stuff we've done to each other. Operation Sea Spray, right off the bat. Um, back in the 1950s, the the Navy was spraying biological agents, like biological warfare agents, Um 
it was a bacillus uh, globigi. God, I can't remember. It's a bacteria, though. But they sprayed a bacteria over the San Francisco Bay Area in California in order in order to find out like um, how how could they hurt a large population of people with a bioweapon attack. And they did that over our own people in the 50s. Once again, how many times do I bring up 1950, Dave? Yeah. All the time. The CIA become operational in 1947, so there's your answer. Once again, right after the Nazis got here. Huh. Strange. Strange. All these strange experiments happen right after the Nazis get here. Uh, But, yeah, the military literally sprayed biological warfare bacteria agents over the San Francisco Bay just to analyze and gather data of how virulent it would be, how effective it would be, and how many people would survive. What if everybody died? Like, did nobody in the Navy say, hey, hey, hold on, what if we kill everybody? All right. Well, Fort Detrick, Maryland, once again, they did the same thing in other similar biological warfare tests. And instead of, you know, just going over to the San Francisco Bay, from Alaska all the way through, like, Idaho and some other places, we, the government, sprayed these types of chemicals from Alaska and then other places in the Northwest. And uh, it had uh, certain components in it, like aluminum and, and other metal components in it, so that we could track on radar from the West Coast to the East Coast how long it would take for a uh, a biological cloud, like a biological attack, how long it would take to spread across the country. Here's the really interesting thing about it. You know what they targeted? No. They targeted cattle ranches oh. to test oh. the cattle. Yeah, I was just going to say, is this, is this the animal mutilation, cattle mutilations? Well, I, I uh, maybe, but I mean, you know, for I grew up in a cattle ranch family, and I can tell you this much: I don't, I don't even know what I would do if I woke up one morning and all the cows were dead. Now, they didn't spray exactly deadly pathogens, but they were pathogens. And they knew they were pathogens. They knew that there was going to be some casualties, some cancer-causing forms, and they didn't tell one person. They didn't tell one person. They didn't seek approval from Congress or from the executive branch. They just did it. Now, if they're willing to do that then... 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Do you not think they'd do it now? Do you not think they'd have a more clandestine uh, capability? Absolutely is the answer. They absolutely are. And we caught them with COVID. COVID was the exact same crap. It's their gain-of-function research, and we caught them. They slipped up. The thing that the government got really, really good at, though, is from the 50s and on, you have Operation Mockingbird, where they controlled the media, and then they told the media to tell we, the people, 
what's going on in government and around the world. So we really never knew they had the ability to control them. They don't have the ability to control social media. So there's always a war. If like if you, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water. With Dave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. Watch, you know, the mainstream media and then Twitter and Facebook and all these other different groups. You see like two different groups of information going, especially from me and Dave. You know, you'll have, with alternative media, you have varying degrees of information. Um, Typically, with alternative media, you have much more detailed information. And they can't hide it anymore. So you know what the government got really good at? Just ignoring you. Ignoring your complaints. Because they say, well, we're the government. What are you going to do about it? We wrote laws to protect ourselves, to protect uh, big pharma. So you can't do nothing about it. But I think it's gotten to the point where we, we boycotted 2020. Eventually, we took the mask off, went back outside, and they said, okay, we can't control the sheeple anymore. We got to go to a, to a, a round two. And one of the recent interviews that Dave and I have done, we talked about the, uh, Marburg's disease. And, uh, 
I, I've talked to a couple counterparts of mine since then, Dave, and uh, we've discussed this Marburg's disease. You know what some of my counterparts who are still in the federal government told me? What? I'm not going to work when that happens. I'm not going to work. If if we're talking about Ebola smallpox, nope, I'm going to be on sick leave, annual leave. I'm just not showing up. Now, that may that might be all right for some law enforcement to say that. But what happens when EPA doesn't show up to do their environmental checks? Well, they don't now. What hap- Look at uh, what happens- Palestine. That's right. What happens when the railroad doesn't run anymore? Or the nuclear power plants? Let me answer People the, don't let me answer the railroad. 62% of all agriculture is transported by rail, so there's one effect right there. And our railroad is the same railroad since, like, when? A hundred years ago or more? And is the railroad from the east coast to west coast? Actually updated and fixed. I've talked to a couple guys who are who are railroad workers, and for any railroad workers out there, if you want to reach either me or Dave Hodges, you can email Dave. You can email me, um, American Vindictive Show at gmail dot com. Um, if you want to email me and you want to send us pictures or videos of a completely trashed out railroad, so that we can prove we are not keeping this up to par like we're supposed to and we're not going to post your name or anything else like that we don't give away our sources obviously but for the american people to see there is complacency here it needs to be proven what say you dave i couldn't say it better um show us the it's proof. unethical well, yeah, it's uh, it's unethical. It's also a war crime. It's it's also a human rights violation. I could go on and on and on. It's murder. Um, you know, the, the government's been doing this. I go back to the 90s. There used to be a law called uh, U.S. Code 50, Section 32, and then they had subparts. And it was the permission that the government granted itself to experiment on American citizens with the only constraint that they had to notify someone in public office, but they didn't say who. So it could have been the dog catcher, and then they could unleash anything they wanted. Now, this became popular. I started to talk about it openly. Other people that I knew, Jim Mars, for example, uh, and then eventually they did away with the law, but it's come back in different forms. And most of it's uh, uh, black operations, you know, special ops. So, Doug, they're clearly going after us. They're experimenting on us. And um, isn't it interesting that the thousand anti-AI people in the AI field that are calling for a six-month moratorium, isn't it interesting that they talk about AI could invent... Uh, deadly viruses that could wipe out humanity. Isn't it interesting it's coming up at this time? And let me tell you why. It is. Just one more quick thought here. The other thing I would say in combination with this, Doug, is um, when you look at transhumanism, melding man into machine, and uh, that is a goal of transhumanism, to live forever, melding your body with uh, a machine to promote extreme longevity or, in their words, immortality. 
Isn't it interesting that they're talking about extermination of regular humans at the same time they're also talking about transhumanism on that level? Well, it is. And, and along with this, it comes super viruses, the, the Wunder weapons, right? The wonder weapons. Um, do you recall how many different times Joe Biden said the phrase dark winter? Yes. How many times do you think he said it? 25:30 that I heard. Quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was it was referenced quite a bit. So, have you ever heard of Operation Dark Winter? Yes. So, Operation Dark Winter was the code name for a senior level senior level uh, bioterrorist attack simulation that was conducted in June 22 to 23. In 2001, it was designed to carry out a mock version of a covert and widespread smallpox attack on the United States. Smallpox. All right. Tara O'Toole and Tom Inglesby of the John Hopkins Center for Civilians Biodefense Strategies and Center for Strategic and International Studies along with Randy Larson and uh, a couple other people, were the principal designers and authors and controllers of the Dark Winter Project. So, fairly funded, civilian carried it out. Dark Winter was focused on evaluating the inadequacies of a national emergency response during the use of a biological weapon against the American populace. The exercise was intended to establish preventative measures and response strategies by increasing government and public awareness of magnitude and the potential of such a threat that could be posed upon America because of biological weapons. And there was actually a scenario. You want to hear the scenario? Mm. This is the type of stuff I've read before, a long time ago. Dark Winter's simulated scenario involved an initial localized smallpox attack on Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, with an additional smallpox attack in cases in Georgia and then in Pennsylvania. The simulation, and, and you want to you know why Georgia and Pennsylvania, why that's pertinent? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, okay. Um, what's in Georgia and Atlanta? The Georgia Guidestones. CDC. Oh, oh, okay. You're thinking government. CDC. Okay. Yep, yep, government. I was thinking what's predictive in Pen- programming. Okay. No, what, what's in Pennsylvania? Something that recently escaped out of a van and ran into the woods and we had to go and kill it. A monkey. An area where we, an area where we test on uh, primates. Yeah, it was either a monkey or a chip. Deadly, yeah. yeah, deadly viral agents. Okay. So, ergo, that's why those two states. So the simulation was then designed to spiral out of control. It was meant to fail. And this was supposed to create a contingency in which the National Security Council would struggle to determine both the origin of the attack and as well as try to deal with containing the spread of a deadly virus. But not being able to keep uh, pace with the disease rate of spread. 
So a new catastrophic contingency would emerge in which massive civilian casualties would overwhelm America's emergency response capabilities. So the disastrous contingencies that they spoke of would result in a massive loss of civil uh, civilian life and uh, it was used to exploit the weakness of the U.S. healthcare infrastructure and its inability to handle such a, a threat. So the contingencies were also meant to address the widespread panic that would then emerge, and it would uh, result in a mass social breakdown, mob violence, and rioting. Starting to sound familiar. It would exploit also... Many difficulties from the media that the media would face when providing American citizens with necessary, accurate information regarding safety procedures. Am I getting a little warmer to anybody? It would also discuss the outcome of Dark Winter. The timing, just a few months before the 9-11 attack, was eerily prescient. As if the organizations had foreseen how the threat of terrorism, including bioterrorism, would come to consume the U.S. government and public within years to come. Um, The summary of their findings, more or less, was that an attack on the United States with biological weapons could threaten vital national security interests and that we would not be able to contain it. Or, or or was that 2020 the COVID spread? Yeah, exactly. Amazing, isn't it? I think it's more than amazing. I think it's a pattern. What do you think? I, I think there's. I think you can you can bring forth a lot of similarities of Operation Dark Winter. COVID, and then you have an idiot named Joe Biden saying, dark winter, dark winter, dark winter, let me lick some ice cream and sniff some hair, and everyone's going, what in the hell is dark winter? And all of us are like, it's going to be an EMP. No, man, Biden was telling you what he already knew, dark winter. He's talking about a biological attack upon America that we did to ourselves to see if we could deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think there's a possibility that that is what they did? Are you talking about COVID? Yeah, I think COVID had multi purposes. On one, I think it was a social psychology experiment on compliance and how many would comply, what percentage, under what conditions, who would be the outliers, what kind of resistance you would face. Um, I think that was clearly it. But also, too, they got to practice their craft. And their craft was create the crisis, that manage the crisis to your benefit. And they were able to do it on a low-key uh, model because not that many people died from COVID. We know they lied about the mortality rates. And if you went in with head trauma from a motorcycle accident and died, but you happened to have COVID, they'd say the cause of death is COVID, not mention the real trauma. So we 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 have we see multiple goals here at the same time, 
And I think that this was a beta test. And I said that when it was going on, when I realized it wasn't that deadly. Uh, I said, this is a beta test. And then, of course, they get the ultimate compliance with, will people willingly commit suicide or potential suicide by taking the jab? So yeah. I think, like I said, I think this was a precursor for what's coming. And, and uh, for people, before they write to you and say, Dave Hodges is a conspiracy theorist, um, ask yourself, why did Bill Gates practice the drill 201, which was exactly what COVID was months before it was released? Well, I'm, I'm trying to lay the grounds that the events that are happening is something that the government has been planning on, practicing, or has actually done, um, testing against its own people clandestinely without proper approval since the 50s. Do you remember the Zika virus? Yes. You remember the, the big stir that Zika virus could kill unborn children, and that's when the government actually cared about unborn children, right? Um, it could kill unborn children, and so, you know, everybody needs to get, you know, whatever vaccines or whatever the hell they were pushing back then. But what was the most, uh, let's see if we can, me and you can remember this, what was one of the most important things that we found out about the Zika virus? Was it that Bill Gates was the one who was messing with all the mosquitoes? Wasn't that it? Well, that was one, yeah. Uh-huh. So, have you ever heard of Operation Big Buzz? No. Okay. So, back in 1955, the U.S. military entomological warfare field test had conducted um, in Georgia a a test involving dispersing over 300,000 mosquitoes from aircraft through ground dispersal methods, and all the mosquitoes were infected with yellow fever. Okay. Okay. Which can be deadly, right? Yeah. It can be paralyzing. It can it can literally damage your body and you The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. would die from it. We did it in 1955. So what I'm saying is, whatever it is that's coming to America, that eventually going to happen, Every time I dig back into the past, you know what it points out to the future? It's a higher likely capability that we're going to do it to ourselves than China or Russia doing it. Because we say all the time, you know, eventually it's going to be an EMP. You know, eventually it's going to be some sort of a big terrorist attack. But you know what ends up happening? The big terrorist attack like 9-11? Oh, that's right. We trained half those idiots. Funded them, too. Osama bin Laden? Oh, that's right. Down here in Texas, in Seguin, Texas, we taught him how to fly, him and his brother. They'd go down to Rock Springs. They'd learn how to destroy uh, the uh, the T-model tanks for Russia. You know, it's um, 
our own domestic uh, terrorists that are, you know, terrorizing everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We made that. Who made ISIS? We did. Mm -hmm. So the more I keep looking back into the past, I keep looking into the future going, I think we're going to repeat some of these things. Well, I think we're going to take because, them to a deeper level, Doug. I think you're right, but I think it'll be a deeper level. Um, well, that's the FBI's COINTELPRO from the 70s. You remember this. Counterintelligence uh, operation where they spied on over 170,000 people that were political dissidents. That's what they labeled them, political dissidents, because they didn't agree with the president at the time. Yeah, I, And they wiretapped them all. Yeah, I, I hear you. I want to go back to something you said about 9-11 and we trained those guys. I had a really eerie experience. My wife and I were shopping homes, and it was the beginning of our quest to uh, move to a rural area because we were living in Phoenix. And so we were out not real far from my sister-in-law, and we go into a house... And I'm looking at George W. Bush in a picture as we're doing an open house tour. And this guy who was allegedly selling the house but wasn't present, a man of Middle Eastern descent. And I looked at him and I said, and my wife got mad at me. I said, that SOB was one of the terrorists in 9-11. I saw his picture in the media. And here he is shaking hands with George W. Bush, who was the president when this happened. Doug, I'm not making this up. This is a true story. So I got the name of the realtor. My wife said, shh, shh, don't make a scene, don't make a scene. So I called the realtor's office, and I said, I'm inquiring about the property at such and such an address. Uh, we're sorry, that's no longer available. And I said, did it sell? He says, oh, we don't have that information. So, And I actually had gone on a radio show, because this is the time, too, when I was doing JFK presentations, Okay, before I got really active in the media. And it was about a year before John McCain put me in the media by trying to steal my property. And so what ends up happening is I call the realtor, and we don't know anything. Okay, fortunately, I still had the address. I drove back over there. It was boarded up and chain link fence around and I don't want to give myself too much credit but I've always wondered did my discussing this on a radio station when I was coming on to talk about JFK uh, and I mentioned I said I had a really weird experience I wonder that and do you understand what I'm telling you here Doug I'm talking that Bush we know Cheney was involved in 9-11 we absolutely know that for a fact but I looked at this and I said so was Bush yeah, I think he knew. I think he was definitely a part of it. Hey, I I don't think that's a far cry from many people that there were quite a few of his political elitist families that had their hand in 9-11 some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. Either they knew it or they knew the players. Well, we know that H.W. and his wife uh, went out to eat with... Um, Bin Laden's relatives in the U.S. before the attack. I don't know if you knew that or not, but that was something that was established. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you know that? Just out of curiosity? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so, you know, here you have a Bush link to Osama Bin Laden. And now I said, I'm telling you, I saw a picture with one of the 9-11 um, participants. I couldn't mm -hmm. believe they left it there. It was right on a dresser. 
He walked into the bedroom. Boom, there it was. I'm looking at it. I go, this is George W. Bush. That was my first reaction. So then I'm looking at this guy thinking, who the hell could he be? And he's in civilian clothes. Okay, so nothing there to be a giveaway. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, that's one of the guys in the photos from 9-11. And I went back and checked because you know how they publish those photos in like two rows of faces? Um, kind of like you're watching a slideshow. And I went back and, yeah. I, and I looked and sure enough, it was that SOB that was listed there. And I'm thinking, that is the guy. And, and so then, like I said, I'm on a radio station. Um, I don't know, less than a week later, and all of a sudden, this whole house thing goes away. Isn't that bizarre? It is, and, and you know, we had one of the um, we had one of the terrorists that were supposedly involved in nine eleven at um, FCC Beaumont. Whenever I worked at the penitentiary for uh, the Federal Bureau of uh, Prisons, uh, when I was with the Department of Justice. And uh, he was in shoe, 24-hour lockdown, was not allowed out. More or less, we were told that if he was allowed out onto the yard, as we would say, um, that he was going to get killed. Someone was going to shank him. And um, so I only ever saw the guy once or twice, and um, then they ended up moving him. I can't remember where the hell they moved him to. Maybe it was Guantanamo Bay. But they ended up taking him out of uh, of at least our custody, our charge. Uh, but th- there's so many questions that i have like building seven you know and and god forbid you ask questions in this day you know even today the government will not give you an answer to building seven they'll just ignore you oh you're one of those people you're one of those alex jones people well hold on hold on because uh once again i can prove to you how many operations we have done illegally Harming Americans, killing Americans, kidnapping Americans, uh, poisoning Americans. We did it all. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't ask anybody any permission. And then Building 7 happens. Oh, by the way, we're not going to tell you about that either. Well, tell the people about Operation Northwoods. That kind of ties this together. Holy crap. So, okay. Operation Northwoods, when America really, really, really just wanted to get into a nuclear war. So the way Operation Northwoods was more or less was created, that it was only the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the CIA that was involved with this. The the executive branch had no idea. So the president literally had no idea. Neither did the vice president. They did not seek counsel from the president at all. This is crazy, right? So what they were going to do was at Guantanamo Bay, they were going to stage a few fires. And then they were going to say that uh, it was mortars that had hit um, it was mortars that had hit some of the planes there. They were going to place remote charges on some of the planes that was in the uh, the yard uh, that was um, at Guantanamo Bay on our military base. And they were going to blow them up. They were going to stage riots. They were going to get some of the guards killed. And then they had uh, two drone ships uh, that they were going to then attack. And these drone ships were American ships. And they were going to use a MiG aircraft, which was actually, uh, I think it was an F-16, that they had modified to look like a MiG. Because the entire 
fleet of aircraft of of our F-16s actually left from Pensacola, Florida, to go and respond, quote, to what was happening. Well, they, on the way, were then supposed to um, be in the air around the same time when there was going to be a... A uh, commercial flight that was filled with college kids that was going to be heading to Colombia. Or not Colombia, uh, to Cuba. Well, it was going to get blown out of the sky and kill all of them. So they were willing to stage all of this stuff. All of this stuff. Oh, and by the way, terrorist attacks in Miami where they were going to target, uh, the power grid. They were going to target, um, Multiple malls with men that were either of Russian descent or sounded or looked Russian in some way. So that way, whenever they were caught, they would be identified as Russian. And they were going to stage mass attacks, attack on a military base, destroying two U.S. Navy uh, vessels. Um, and then they would say that they got into a dogfight in the sky and shoot down, quote, a MiG. And that pilot was already trained. In the area that he was going to be at, because there was already naval operations going on, this is where you're going to get shot down at. This is where you're going to parachute. This is going to be the estimated time on arrival when we should come and pick you up out of the water. All this was wrote out, and I have the entire document. And I've read the entire document before on air. And it is beyond sci-fi, because that's how out of control. And once again, what was the time frame? You know, 50s, 60s again. Uh, it was completely out of control. And here we have uh, General Milley, who says, you know what? If we were supposed to go to a fight a war against China, uh-huh. I wouldn't do it. I'd go and call my counterpart, his good friend, his best buddy, and tell him, hey, we're about to come and sack your village Get prepared. That's called treason. Also, sabotage, by the way. Yeah, let's point out he said that in Senate testimony about the Afghan withdrawal. Absolutely. Against Donald Trump. You know what I just heard yesterday? That Milley said that we should stop saying that there's a threat from China, there's no realistic military threat from China, and this is all uh, hyperbole. This is all uh, fear-mongering coming from alternative media. Oh, alternative media. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder why you said that. Oh, we know why. Um, the Restrict Act, which is to pretend you're taking down TikTok, uh, TikTok but you're taking down uh, alternative media. Yeah, you know, I, I just wonder, what is the next... What is the what's the next project that we've already done before that they're going to try to use now? Any of them, almost any of them would work, because I I think Americans have wholeheartedly forgotten their history because they don't give a damn about their history. That's why me, as a uh, a wannabe history teacher, that's why I keep going back into it and keep putting a little bit of history lessons every now and then into my podcast. Because if we don't learn history, we're going to relearn it the bad way. That's why you know we we complain about World War One, World War Two, and we're going to have a World War Three. World War Three is not going to look like World War One or World War Two. It's going to be fast. 
Do you think that? Do you think we're going to have a long trench warfare uh, style, you know, fight with World War <coughs> World War Three? Cities will disappear in the blink of an eye. That's how fast it'll be. Uh, delivery time from an ICBM launch from inside of Russia is 28 minutes. From an offshore nuclear submarine, well, if it's a coastal target, uh, it probably wouldn't be because you don't want to blow yourself up. But if it's a coastal target, it's about a minute. If it's inland, mid-continental United States, it's about three minutes. That, that's just nuclear speed. Then you've got these hypersonic missiles. Um, cities are going to disappear in a moment. Let me ask you a question here. Jeff Nyquist said this on a show we were joint guests on. Jeff said that um, he thought the main purpose of nuclear weapons was to destroy other nuclear weapons so then you could have your way with the conventional forces. Um, and, and he saw that as a potential strategy against the United States. What do you think of that? Say it again. He, he thought that okay, so, destroying okay. nuclear weapons. Well, first of all, i got to say this, because I brought this up in the discussion. Uh, Clinton and then Obama, and I'm assuming Biden hasn't changed it, we have to absorb a first nuclear strike before we'll respond. That was policy that came out under Clinton, highly controversial. And uh, I don't know if Jeff was basing it on this, but he said the uh, the purpose of a first strike would be to take out as much of our nuclear arsenal as possible to make us vulnerable for conventional action because we wouldn't have the nuclear umbrella. What do you think of that? It, it may have been prior, but I think now we're more along the lines of can we fake it and then launch and then say, oops, my bad. That's kind of more or less where I'm on now. Because... I mean, if if that was true, every time Kim Jong-un has fired a bottle rocket into the sky, it should have been met by a Minuteman missile. But I think America has gotten, or at least our government, has gotten to the point to where they are willing to go to war with anybody quickly as long as it takes the eyes off of what's happening financially to America. And maybe they would be willing to let a city burn. Maybe they would. Not a city. I, you know, I, I think it'll be several. Well, I, you know, there, I can't reference the, the operation just, um, well, I, actually I can. It's the one I'm going over right now from, that was a study from 1955 to 1958 that they said that the Russians would be more than willing to use clandestine means of uh, bringing in nuclear material and dirty bomb material to then detonate in multiple different cities. And don't forget, last year, last January, FEMA did, uh, or was that this January? FEMA did the big, you know, test operation for just in case a dirty bomb <clears throat> or nuclear device goes off into a city we need to be prepared for Remember, they did like a three-day training on it. And then you started to hear rumors of uh, of nukes again, loose nukes. I'll, I'll tell you this much. The federal government, at least the Department of Defense, lost six nuclear weapons that were alive just in the United States alone. Two of them offshore, four of them 
in conus. Dropped them in deserts. We've dropped them in people's freaking backyards. We've dropped them in bogs that we still may or may not have actually ever recovered. We've dropped them off. Uh, I think both of these were in the East Coast. Uh, we dropped one in between China and Japan. Whoops. Sorry. Didn't tell you that we had a live nuke and it just rolled out the back, uh, the back of our aircraft. You know, I mean, we, not only are, are we, um, wholly incompetent at times with our weapons, but I also think that people, you gotta understand, there are like seriously demonically possessed evil people in this world who are willing to mass murder people to get a point across, who are willing to mass murder a group of people to say, hey, look, this bad thing happened. Now all you guys turn in your guns and join my military and you can get your guns back. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's to get social perception. You know, these people would say, hey, take the vaccine. There's this horrific bad bug going around. Not like we made it before. You know, you may want to listen to me and wear four masks, and now here's Fauci saying, oh, by the way, the mask didn't do anything, and I knew it from the beginning. But yet it was Dr. Fauci who said we needed to wear one mask, and then two masks, and then three masks. And I remember I was on a conference call with the CDC director and all of our people from my agency, and we're trying to quiz this idiot um, you know, multiple different things about the virus and about the infection rate and um, all this type of stuff. And she would not answer anything, but instead gave like a hand-to-hand, this is how you put on Germex and hand sanitizer and properly wash your hands and how many times you should wash your hands and how you should take off your M90 mask, which we are fairly certain is going to block the infection, which, by the way, then they say it came through your eyes. The government is full of crap, and they lie to you, and they're willing to lie to you. So I don't believe anything anymore. I just I just go ahead and assume whatever is the most effective method for the government to regain control of a, a, a wayward flock, they're going to do it. They'll absolutely do it. If it's a fake alien invasion, a real alien invasion, uh, a, a southern border illegal alien invasion, allowing America to be weakened so that we could then be invaded by Russia and China, whatever the case is. I, I think this government, these people who are in charge, secretly would do whatever it was because they'll remain in their political power. They're going to keep their money. They're going to keep their villas and, and, you know, all their different vacation homes. And we, the people, as usual, are going to get the big stick against the head. It's that big old club that we're not a part of that George Carlin would talk about. Yeah, the one that we ain't in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Doug, we are uh, we got a little bit of time. Uh, we're really inconclusive here about where we wanted to go. And that's okay, because I think this is important. <clears throat> Folks, what this has been about here, it's been, shall I say, um, false flag preparation for the audience. Knowing that this government has a long history of doing this, we gave some cogent examples uh, and um, some personal anecdotes, and we're not done. 
we uh, had actually planned on talking about why the Chinese would have a very difficult time occupying this country, which really hastens the notion about what we're talking about tonight, which is chemical, biological, viral warfare, and of which they try to exterminate as much of the population as they can. And, uh, Doug, we need to do something in the next day or two on this. We need to finish this topic. Um, Absolutely. This has been uh, huge. Um, here's the other thing that's coming up, too, and I'll tell you, there's going to be markers that hasten their hand. Yeah, remember, the people in charge will do anything to stay in charge. And what I'm seeing now um, is discussion that CBDCs are unconstitutional and could very well get struck down by the Supreme Court because all money must be approved by Congress. It was a congressional act that gave life to the Federal Reserve. And the Constitution clearly says Congress shall coin money. Uh, well, the CBDC is the creation of Biden's executive order. And uh, th- this this could be a trigger for a false flag to destroy our economy. And uh, just one last thing before we finish up with Doug. Uh, French president goes to China. Their best friends hugging, holding hands, eating ice cream together. And then Macron comes home and he tells the EU we need to get away from the dollar. That's the end of NATO. We're going to talk about that in our next broadcast. I mean, this is absolutely huge. Anyway, Doug, quickly tell people how they can follow your good work. So the American Vindictus Show is on gsradio.net between 6 and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. also have a website. Unfortunately, I don't do anything with it. But um, all the stuff that I do is also put on Rumble, Hero Nation, and uh, and YouTube. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, please. Share the content that we give out. Send us information and questions. Tell us that you like us. Tell us that you hate us. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, tell people why we are the best co-host that's going on right now because i think the intel report is probably the best thing out there in alternative uh, media for what we do i don't think anyone else brings up the topics that we do dave so i think we're uh we're shining a light in some of the dark rooms and we thank you for your support yeah. we thank you for your subscription to um the the commonsenseshow.tv and uh stay tuned because there's more going to happen. Hey, yeah. another 12 hours. For a minute, let me talk about the TV. And I do agree with you about the 12 hours, but I think it's becoming nine hours. Uh, stuff is happening with even greater rapidity. But with regard to the TV show, okay, it's uh, very low cost. We pay, people pay pennies on the dollar, seriously. And uh, we just want help with bandwidth. We're not looking to make a big profit here. And what we have is we have a lot of experts come on from different fields. But a lot of them have a common theme, and the common theme is some of them done regime change, seen regime change. They know what's going on. Some have inside information, and they're getting people ready to make better decisions so we can collectively stay one step ahead of the burning bridge. That's the intent of the show, and I'd really encourage you to check it out at uh, thecommonsenseshow.tv. It's really something that I'm proud of. Uh, and so we take the Doug and Dave Intel report over there quite frequently. And the thing that we can do there that we can't do here is we can do visuals. And a lot of times we'll show clips and videos and so forth. And it's it, it really makes for a more well-rounded show. And when we make decisions, we, we consciously say, is this a radio or TV, depending on the medium of, uh, of presentation. But anyway, on behalf of my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, uh, be safe particularly when you're out in public now because uh, crazy things are going on. But be safe, um, and uh, we just want to wish you um, 
safe journeys throughout. Uh, remember, Jesus is king, and uh, he will not depart from you, and you need to stay attached because we live in a crazy world. We'll see you back here next time. God bless. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more... Go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.